um, when I, you know, when I started kayaking and my mentor would tell me this, like, he's like, when you go into these rooms, you just look around, there's no one like you, no one will be like, and it's going to be a long time before you see a lot of people like you, but you got to keep chopping at it and you don't quit. Um, racism should never let you quit. Okay, so I don't need to know you to know that you probably have a creek in your neighborhood, a river in your city or your town or your region. How much do you know about the waterways in your backyard? Siobhan Dixon, a.k.a. Chev, was born in Jamaica but grew up in Yonkers, New York, and he knows a lot about the Hudson River. He knows that it flows two ways depending on the tides of the Atlantic. He knows its original name, Mahikanatuk, was given to it by the Mahican people indigenous to the area. He knows the Hudson can change the course of a person's life just by being there. Chev is a leader in New York's kayaking community. He's a professional sea kayaker, outdoor educator, and director of Hudson River Riders, an organization in Yonkers that works to increase access to the river and introduce urban youth to kayaking. Personally and professionally, he's working all the time to diversify the outdoors and speak truth to power. He's also on a mission to complete the Hudson Valley Challenge, a human-powered 527-kilometer exploration of the Hudson River estuary, starting at the New York City Harbor and ending in Troy, New York. On today's episode, Chev talks about his recent cross-country road trip, his journey to kayaking, how paddling empowers youth in Yonkers, and some of his upcoming adventures. I'm Megan Delaire. This is Catch Me Outside, and without further delay, let's get to it. Hey, it's really nice to meet you. Thanks for coming on the show. Thank you for having me. Uh, it's nice meeting you as well. Yeah, I mean, we we got to talk a little bit uh, a couple weeks ago, which was cool. Because, um, yeah, it's nice to build a little bit of rapport before. Um, yeah, how are you doing today? I'm doing excellent, actually. Um, I had my coffee. Nice. I had my little walk around. Took the dog out. The dog's out. And now I'm just hanging out, you know, Sweet. enjoying the beautiful weather. It's really warm down here. It's actually like 70 today. 72. Wow. Wow. So, I don't know what the so. equivalent in Celsius is, but... That might be like 36. Whoa. Or, Whoa. or 30. Yeah. I know 30. It's about the temperature of a swimming pool, I think. I think I know that much, but um, but yeah. So you you just got back from from a road trip, right? When we spoke a couple of weeks ago, you were you were on the road. You had stopped at a cafe. So how how was your road trip? What did you get up to? Um, the road trip was really cool. Um, you know, I I I really enjoy being on the road. Uh, that's one. Um, I like to be out, and I don't really. I like to just stay in one place too long, um, and I've always been that way. But this road trip, I went to do some kayaking. There are some people who I wanted to paddle with for a while, um, a couple of years now, and they were doing some paddling in Florida, in St. Petersburg, no, St. Augustine, Florida, and I wanted to go down, but I enjoyed driving. So I drove down and you know paddled with them for a little bit, and I have some friends in South Florida. I used to live in South Florida. Um, so I went down there to see some old friends as well and just to tour around and, you know, and then eventually made my way up to you know, Missouri where I have a, a good buddy, um, John, 
And by the way, John is the founder of this company called Actual Outdoors. Actual Outdoors. Um, yeah, which is really cool. It's really to um, give perspectives on all the sides of the outdoors versus everything that looks clean. It has to look a little bit messy too. So, so I saw John, hung out with him, and you know, went to Colorado, and I met up with um, Badfish and Salida and Badfish because you know we're trying to work together and work something out so they can support me on the Hudson Valley Challenge, nice. um, which we'll talk about later. Um, so yeah, it was just a road trip to meet people, but also see the world and get to some states that I haven't been to. So I think I'm up to about 33 states now. Nice. Um, That's so awesome. I'm, yeah. And I'm slowly checking them off. Right. Wow. Um, pretty cool for a kid that just came from, that moved from Jamaica here. And I can say I'm almost fully complete the America, sorry, the U.S. circus, <laughs> or cycle, or states, I should say. Yeah. So yeah, um, it was it was good. I went out to Salida, and it was so beautiful there. Um, I think Colorado is one of those states that when you go there, you're like, okay. The only thing I don't like about it is very dry. Um, I don't do well in dry weather. I'm more of a humid kind of guy. Yeah. Yeah. Humidity makes uh, makes my melanin pop. They say, you know, <laughs> I like that, you know, the, the dry weather kind of makes you ashy. Yeah. And I'm not into that at all. Uh, I like my melanin popping and glistening, you know what I'm saying? So. Yeah, I guess you need need to make more time for maintenance in the, in the dry weather, eh? Yeah, yeah. So Moisture That was good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So my road trip was really, really fulfilling. It was fun. It was good. And, you know, it's kind of like, yeah, this is kind of me. This is who I am. This is what I like to do. And since I was a little kid, too, you know, it wasn't coming in a farmer's road trip, but I've always been a rebel, so I never wanted to live in anywhere for too long or the same place. And yeah, you know, I would live here for four months, live there. I bounced around a lot as a kid, so maybe that has something to do with my my wanting to always just be on the road and go mm-hmm. look elsewhere or go somewhere else. Um, you know, because you know, home is in your heart. It's not necessarily a building or a place, right? It's just in your heart. It's so, a feeling. Yeah, you carry that with you wherever you go, and you're right at home for sure. So. Yeah, cool. I totally get that. Um, and and so you did all that driving from Yonkers. And, yeah. And how long did that all take you? I was on the road for a whole month. So I drove from Yonkers to Virginia, um, stopped at a nice um, boat building shop, uh, Turning Point Boat Works. I stopped there, um, talked to a good friend, Joey. Um, then I went to St. Augustine. I went to Savannah, hung out there. Oh, it's pretty there. Friend. Yeah. And then I went to St. Augustine and then Miami. Then up to Panama City Beach, and from there I went up north to to Tennessee. Hung out in Tennessee as well. It's pretty. Tennessee is one of those interesting states. Yeah. Uh, very. Yeah. I haven't made um, it. Interesting. There. Yeah. How it's so? It's very interesting. Uh, just the the people are a little different. Um, <laughs> that was like kind of like because I've been to the south, but going there I was like, yeah, you're in the south, bro. Then I went from there to Missouri, and then over. Through Kansas, through all the flat badlands, I call it. Whoa! And went to um, Colorado. Yeah, and it looks like great. you you did some hiking in Colorado, eh? Yeah, I did a little bit of hiking in Colorado. That's cool. Um, in Salada, I did some hiking. I did also some winter snow, nasty road driving too. Oh. Uh, yeah, the truckers were like honking behind you. Pump, pump, get out of the way, faster. man. <laughs> It's like, dude, I can't do it. I have a little Toyota Corolla. I can't make it down that Yeah, time. yeah. Do you, did you at least have four-wheel drive? No, no. I had no four-wheel drive. I had front-wheel <laughs> drive, and that was about it. So it, just think about that. I know. When I was going to my Airbnb, I called them. I was like, I know you live on a year. The, the ranch is on a hill. You think I'll make it up there? This is the car I'm driving. 
So I was like, oh, I don't know, man. When you get to the bottom of that hill, if I were you, I would just floor it and not look back. <laughs> so I was just like, all right, I'm going to floor it and not look back. So that's what I did. So I floored it. Um, wow. And I got up there. That's pretty admirable. And that 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 place was really beautiful that I stayed at. So Cool. Yeah. It, it looked, I mean, from what I saw on, on, uh, on the socials, it looked pretty cool. So yeah. whatever hiking you were doing, yeah, it, it looked great. Yeah. Um, yeah, well, that's cool. So now that you're back, what are, what have you been up to since you got back? I've been back and I've been in like training mode. Um, I've been training and training for uh, the Hudson Valley Challenge. Um, so just making sure I eat right, get some sleep and work and train as hard as I can right now while I'm able to. I'm still raising money, <laughs> yeah. um, sending these emails out, raising money still, um, you know, like, the reality is you want to do these things, but they all cost something, right? Nothing is for free in this earth, so. Yeah. So far, I'm doing pretty well. Yeah. Can you can um, you tell me a little about that project? Yeah. Um, so the Hudson Valley Challenge is a 300-mile, uh, well, 326 miles, but 26 miles already completed about a year ago. Okay. Uh, well, about eight months ago, I should say, not a year. And uh, so the 300 miles is going to be a human-powered um exploration of the Hudson Valley estuary and the estuary is basically from the Manhattan from the New York City Harbor up to the dam in Troy or Albany wow yeah and then back so I'll be wow. on the way up I'll be doing a few different way different activities to get up there so I'll be running doing some road running a little bit of trail running um, some hiking and biking um, to oh. get to Albany and then so I'm doing all the leg stuff basically the <laughs> yeah. first half. And then I get to switch that out and I get to get in the kayak and cover some good grounds. Um, looking to go like 35 miles a day in the kayak if I could oh do God. that. That's going to be fun. Um, the kayaking parts, I'm looking forward to the kayaking. Yeah, no doubt. Um, I like to run, but I like to do like a 200 meter sprint and call it a day. Yeah. I like to bike, but I like to bike to a coffee shop and chill. <laughs> I like to hike, but I just like to hike with friends and go on top of mountains and catch boobs. Not necessarily for to get somewhere. But kayaking, I like to kayak for everything. Yeah. Um, so I'm looking forward to that. And the paddleboarding part as well. That's going to be a lot of fun, um, paddleboarding. Because, you know, it's a good break. Sometimes you're sitting in a kayak and you feel uh, tight in there and you just, you're sitting down. So, you're, yeah, paddleboard gives you an opportunity to stand up and stretch and be flexible. Yeah. But also, you know, we're doing this to show people, like, you know, you don't got to go too far sometimes to our adventure. Adventure is riding in the backyard sometimes. Um, and it's up to you to get creative and figure out what you're trying to do, um, you know, and this is inspired, you know, because I know that the, the Lenapes, the native tribe that, that lived in this area or still live here, some of them are here, um, you know, they, they, they made that voyage up and down often, right? Because they were covering from all the way to Long Island to up. So they were doing that. So it was just a matter of going back into the, the native realm and do some things um, from a human power standpoint, but also inspire youth in my community to know that they can do a lot better sometimes. And and that we all have greatness in us and we have a lot of strengths and you got to start finding out what they are. And the only way to do that is push through some struggles. Um, and the, the best struggles are self-made struggles or self-developed struggles. Um, you know, because you, you know, you create this so you can get through this, right? Um, and, you know, versus a struggle that the system creates and then it's, it's just trapping you. So we want to tell you, you know, when you, want, when you have idle time and you really want to get engaged, engage in something that you create. Um, and not necessarily what the system or whatever else entity it is that's creating it. Yeah. Um, so use it and it will make you stronger. And also it's just to get 
more youth to see you know their capabilities and that they can be as good as they want to be they can be as great as they want to be and it's all within their reach um, but it takes some dedication it takes some efforts and it's going to take some you being tired and frustrated but it's okay um, yeah that's just a part of it it's a part of that's the beauty that gets you to the, where you want to get to you can't skip steps um, it makes you stronger it makes you stronger and it makes you so disciplined you know like i feel like for this expedition i've been so disciplined because i've been training the way i'm training the way i'm going about it the way i'm thinking about it on a consistent basis um it's just making me very like more i can feel my consistency growing i can feel my discipline growing i can feel you know like growth happening for real in my life just planning something like this so there's just a lot of little moving parts that's happening a lot of things that's happening and, and it's good it's good so that's really what i'm doing now i'm also you know, planning. Uh, so I'm, I'm taking on a lot of challenges and things. It also, so part one of the challenge was on the old Croton Aqueduct, which is a trail that runs basically in my backyard right there. Sweet. Um, it's a, it's a, the trail, the complete trail is about uh, 36 miles um, and it runs from the Croton Dam to the middle of New York City. And the Westchester portion is 26. So I did the Westchester portion last year with a friend. Um, who most likely will be joining me for the 300 miles, some of it. Um, he, we did a, a hike, a 16-mile hike and an 8-mile run um, in two days to, to close that out. And out of that, you know, like opportunity came and, you know, I got the friends of the Old Court Aqueduct reached out to me. It's like, hey, we're looking for an uh, outreach coordinator for specifically Yonkers portions. And everyone keeps mentioning your name. So shout out to all those people that mentioned my name in a room that I'm not in. I appreciate that. That's got to be a good um, feeling. It's a good feeling, right? Yeah. When someone wants to outreach and reach a community and you're the first thing they can think of. Um, so it's always good. And that just shows that my time twitting in the work and working with youth and providing access, it's 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 being noticed. Yeah. Um, so that's that's important to know that you're not just working in vain. And either way, if you're working, it's a good thing. You know, me, I don't need any glory. I just need to keep doing what I'm doing. And then I'm also doing a lot of grunt writing. Um, for the Hudson River Riders, trying to raise some money for them as well, um, just to make sure that our kids or our youth, I should say, are getting outside, um, are getting access that they need and that they deserve. Yeah. Um, you know, so that's what I'm doing and planning out what the summer should look like and trying to make more connections and just grow um, as a community and as an individual. Um, so, yeah. That's so awesome. And so you've been the catalyst for, for so many people to, to discover kayaking as, as something that was within the realm of like possibility for them. How did your interest in, in kayaking first take root? Yeah, so that was interesting. You know, I, I grew up in, uh, in Yonkers, the city of Yonkers, which is like, um, it's, it's, inter it's, a, it's a nature city because there's a lot of parks. There's a river right there. Yeah. And there's an undeveloped land, you know, nice land across the Palisades um, right there and for some reason like you know one a set of people in the community just don't get that kind of access or privilege but you know growing up in Yonkers Yonkers is a tough place um, that I would say you know and I'm, I used to play all of the regular sports and you know a lot of just a lot of different negative elements were popping up popping up yeah. popping up and to the point where my friends and I we really just didn't want to be a part of that stuff anymore and it was you know it just it's so you play basketball, it's like an argument with somebody. It's two people fighting. It's this, it's that. You know, people threatening you to the point, and you know, so a lot someone, of like social tension kind of thing. Yeah, a lot of tension, a lot of social tension, and a lot of kids, you know, who are trying to prove or trying to be gangsters. They're trying to prove that they're they're tough guys. And yeah. What you don't want to do is like get caught up in 
they're trying to prove something. Um, and the other one, so I was playing basketball day and one kid pulled out a knife at me. Um, you know, it was interesting. Uh, pulled a knife at me. And this is a kid I knew. I knew this kid when he was like taking showers in bubble pools. Yeah, you know, like yeah. Like in the summer. And this kid, I don't know where it's like, it's 13, thinks he's a grown man. He's pulling a knife. But it wasn't even the kid, about the kid pulling the knife on me. It was really, like as I said, this ne- all of the other negative elements that was there. Um, and the the, the grown-ups out there at the time, they, they weren't being good leaders. Yeah. Um, you know, so the kid pulled a knife and they kind of like laughed about it and they were encouraging like this behavior from the kid to make the kid feel bigger than he was. And those are things that just never aligned with me, for real. So, you know, my friends and I, we're just like, this is whack, this is boring, let's just look for something else to do. And we started going to the waterfront to hang out and, and we were there by the waterfront and we got curious, you know. At, at nighttime, the Palisades, there's a little boat ramp that would lit up and we thought there were restaurants and cool stuff going on. And that was really our curiosity. We just wanted to see what was over there. And if yeah. there's a restaurant, let's go eat. You know, and we were standing next to the kayak club the next day, and this you know, a, a member of the club, um, Joey Blackstone, showed up and was like, "Hey, you guys want to kayak?" And that's kind of how I got into kayaking. And from there, I just started like volunteering, um, learning, and you know, doing whatever I got to do, and just becoming a part of the community. But also, you know, growing up in the sport and training and learning and getting certified in some things and um, by the ACA and eventually, you know, just proposing, you know, that we switch up the way we do free programs that, that's focused more on the, on developing youth in the community. And that's how I came. So I had moved to Florida when I came back from Florida. That's when I decided to push for like more programming and stronger programming for the community itself. Because, you know, like, People get complacent and, you know, and a lot of, and, and I'm grateful that the people at the time, the kayak club, well, Jerry for one and Phil Giller, they were, I'm grateful that they knew that they needed to do something for the community. Right. And I'm glad that they were supportive when I decided to do more for the community. Yeah. Um, Cause I know that happens a lot where these, a lot of industry or, or companies or entities, you know, start something, but they started just so that everybody else can shut the F up. Yeah. Right. They're not really. They're not really doing it because they care. They want to. Because even there, you know, the Yonkers Badminton Club was still segregated in the sense where they were in this nice, historic, cool-looking old club, right? A bunch of old white people, mm-hmm. and then all of the black and Hispanic and brown people had to be regulated to another park, yeah, up the road, right? Where there's just big old containers and and, and, and jet skiers and all these things. So you kind of see that, like you know. And even then, and it became this big issue when people started showing up. Because hmm. I remember the, the first potluck that, or Tuesday evening members panel when I brought a bunch of people from that program. Yeah. The, 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 the way they were treated was not even cool. It was bad. It was, it was racist. Yeah. Pretty much. So you start seeing the true colors of people come out. And it's like, oh, so you really don't want us here. You just want to act like you support us. Right? So you don't yeah. want us here. So from that point on, I know more had to be done for me and from other young people and that it can't just be about access anymore. It's about breaking down these systems that yeah. are against us and breaking down these people who are faking it um, and, until they're trying to make it by faking it. Yeah. That's not going to happen, right? And so I started arguing and put fighting my way into certain conversations and started presenting the conversation of equality and justice and access um, for people. And some people received it well and... I got into some big fights with some people, and you know, I—I I mean, these old guys are so crazy. They even threatened me too, um, because shit. they don't—they don't like the fact that I'm—I speak the truth and I speak it to the power. I don't give a shit about them. 
Um, I'm going to say what I need to say when I need to say it. Yeah. Um, you know, it's because, you know, people want to be comfortable and people and a lot of like, especially a lot of liberals um, around these parts, you know, in Westchester, they're a bunch of old fucking racists still. Oh, for sure. Yeah. They are a yeah. bunch of racists and they act like they, because they, 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 they support social programs. I bet you wouldn't want me to put a, a, a 12 story building in your, in your nice, pretty suburban community though, right? But yeah. They support social programs. Yeah. Yes. You know, so it's the same thing. We support free access and paddling, but just not in our kayak club. In theory, That's, on paper, in somebody yeah. else's kayak club, not the Wasp mm-hmm. kayak club. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. And so, you know, while they say, oh, we, we were, we marched at MLK. We didn't want segregation. Mm. No, you did. You want segregation. You create it in a fine, pretty little way because here you are supposed to be the voice of the people. You're liberal. You're open. That's mm-hmm. what it means, right? Mm-hmm. Um, let, and be li- let live and live or whatever they want to say. Um, but here you are creating systems and creating barriers um, and disguising it as if you're helping. So, yeah, it's totally insidious. <laughs> yeah. Um, so we were. De- I was dealing with a lot of that stuff. That was what was going on around Sorry. here. And, yeah. No, it's it's good. You know, that's a part of the journey. It's a part of the battle, right? Um, when I, you know, when I started kayaking, and my mentor would tell me this, like he's like, when you go into these rooms, you just look around. There's no one like you. No one will. Be like, and it's going to be a long time before you see a lot of people like you. But you got to keep chopping at it and you don't quit. Um, racism should never let you quit. Yes. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I mean, and I, I, and I look into that too because look at all the great, you know, black people before myself or, or before um, and that will come later and all of these black people, you know, um, they have, they had to endure things. They had to go through certain things, right? They had to, you know, some of them were spit on, beat up, shot, you know, yeah. you name it. Oh, yeah, happened. murdered for, for being in the outdoors and space. Right. Yeah. Exactly. So, you know, who am I, this young, this this guy, you know, this me, to come in and not put in the work and not speak truth? I can't, like, you know, do that against, uh, I can't do that. I can't just shut my mouth and yeah. not say anything. Um, and I know it's, but you got to speak up and speak the truth. If you know it's right and what's right, you got to speak it. Yeah. Um, that's just the reality that I'm in right now. And that's what I did. You know, I call out whoever I need to call out and, I let them know it's not, I don't hold a grudge against you. I don't feel any kind of way, but I'm just telling you what it is. And what you're doing is not going to be working for what we need to do as a community. Yeah. Big so picture. With, yeah. <laughs> you're not with you this. you and your ego. Yeah. You can go. I'm sorry I bruised it by calling you a racist in front of a bunch of people, but sometimes that's what it takes. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, I don't care if you lived in New York City all your life and you hung out with black people, you're still a racist. You still see them as just black people, you know, and it's proud to be that. And so I'm not with all of that. You're racist, you're racist. Call it what it is. Um, and the paddling industry, like, I can say it's a paddling in general. It's very racist and sexist too, right? White male dominated sport, like a lot yeah. of outdoor uh, outdoor mm-hmm. sports. There we go. So it's what it is. Um, but yeah, that's kind of some of the, the battles I had. And I had to make sure I get on the board and be a part of the decision making. Um, and also looking for the future, you know, and realizing where I may not be able to cover some grounds and help others become leaders and, you know, um, letting them use their leadership style and skills to help push us forward. Um, you know, I feel I've done a good job of taking us where we are, but I know for a fact, it's not me that will take us where we need to go. It's the other youth that I'm working with and training and putting in position to do that. Um, and that's the good part about Hudson River Riders is for me, it's, it's ability to to learn how to let go of power and pass on leadership. Yes. Um, you know, we have guys on the board that's been there for 30 years, you know, that just refuse to retire. It's like, dude, you have nothing good to offer us right now. And you can become an advisor. It's cool. You know, you've been around, you know stuff. No one is going to discredit your experience. But 
open the doors for someone new, a fresh idea, a fresh perspective to come in here and speak. And if I'm 30 and I've only been on the board for four years and I'm willing to resign and let somebody else younger step in, like what should you should be doing that? Yeah. Right. You're, we're talking building the future and representation and none of us represent everybody. You know, we at the end of the day, we have our own community and we need people from their community to step up and speak up. And we can't keep silencing them by just hugging the spaces, uh, you know, that they need to be in. Um, so that was that's a big part of it. But overall, Hudson River Riders is a great, great program. Um, I appreciate it. And, you know, to those who support, I continue to support. And I love the people that support. Um, a lot of people who don't support, because if you're doing something good, not everybody will support it. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Right. So, it's kind of the, the hallmark or like the, <laughs> the sign that you're doing something right. Yeah. If you're not pissing we somebody love the off. We love the balance, yeah. Um, you know, yeah. But no, yeah. So you know, but it's, it's. I can't sit here and say it's 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 always the bad side. No, it's it's great. It's it's. I would say it's eighty percent great and twenty yeah. percent sour, right? Sour. Um, yeah, eighty percent sweet, twenty percent sour. Yeah, that's what that's right. That's what we get, you know. And it's it's good. Um, the youth are learning um, every day, and it's a place that you can come and just expect to grow. Yeah, and become a better person in society and in your community. How many youth at this point do you reckon you've introduced to to paddling and to, or I mean, the outdoors, outdoor sports in general, like uh, through Hudson River Riders or just through your personal outreach? Through oh man, it's it's quite a few, right? Yeah. Um, um, indirectly, indirectly, probably like probably eight thousand, oh. um, like the last or, or more um, in the last like three five years I would say that's amazing um, about that um yeah because you know I invite everyone to paddle yeah um but in, directly like towards youth it's probably like about over 3,000 yeah I'd say from Yonkers um and around this area and kids that are like within the program structure probably about 60 of them that we have that have come through and been there for more than a year or two or three and and we have a core group of kids that we are building and growing with and and stuff. So yeah, so it's a lot of people um, they get access. And, Fuck yeah, um, <laughs> that's so awesome. Yeah, you know, that, that's what it's about. Yeah. Um, and you know, but, you know, one of the big things about what I like to focus on the tour is I don't like to chase the numbers game. Mm-hmm. Um, there's it's always this this quest to have big numbers, right? Yeah. To because big numbers make it seem big numbers look successful, you know. But less is more sometimes, right? Mm-hmm. And what I don't, what it's okay to get a one-off shot come kayak and splash around and leave. But I don't know if you really got the drift of it. Um, you know, rather if you come back a few times and, and start seeing how it changes, right? Like if you do anything once, it's fine, but it's, you know, you got to do it a few times to really get in it. So my goal is to always try to bring in people and have them do it more than once, more than twice, you know, yeah. four, five, six, as much as you want, eventually to keep doing it. Um, and while you're doing this, um, you're challenging ideas that people hold about about the outdoors and about paddling and, and things like that, right? Yeah. Um, so one of the big challenges we have in Yonkers, why we don't see a lot of uh, kids or youth coming to the program is their parents. Their parents grew up in a time in Yonkers where they believe that the river is extremely dirty, um, right? And I don't believe the river, you know, we know there's pollution and stuff like that. So there's that. But if you look at the river, there's people on the river you know, people who are, who are scientists, who are practicing science and, um, and who are doing water samples and stuff, and they're on the river. So 
whatever you're thinking in your head that it's dirty, it's really not. So that's one of the big barriers. The parents not wanting their youth to come out because they are assuming or have this notion that the river is dirty, but it's not real. The river is not dirty. Um, if it rains, then yeah, there's overflow to sewage plants, stuff like that. But we don't put people in the water for that. Yeah. You know, why would we put you in the water if that's what's happening? Um, so there is that, right? This, and one another barrier is like the, the barrier of swimming, um, which is a systematic barrier, I would say. It's not really a mindset. Um, it's a system um, you know, that is like not having black people swim for many years and keeping them away from water and making the pools all two foot deep. And, you know, no one knows how to swim in a two foot pool. Yeah. And, and stuff like that. And not providing swim instru- instructions throughout the schools. And that's just what's going on. It's all systematic. Um, so that's a big barrier. A lot of people are afraid to go in the water because they believe they're going to drown. Yeah. Um, which is understandable. It's been um, gatekept from them for generations. Thank you. Yeah. Like seriously, um, for generations and it's hard to shake these things. Um, and, and that's one of the big things when we talk, when we talk, one of the things we talk, when we talk about generational curses, not necessarily someone putting a spell on you, mm-hmm. but just the systematic, uh, down pressure of you over and over and over and over. You know, down pressing you forever, like it becomes this like curse. It's like hard to rise up from that, you know. Um, so that's one of the big thing, the big things. But you know, we're we're slowly breaking down those barriers as well. And another barrier is you know, uh, affordability. Yeah. Um, you know, and we're slowly working our way, and that's why we want to have community programs. Um, and that's why it's so important that we have to write grants and do these things, you know, um, to make sure that we can buy equipment and have equipment and. Pay for transportation or whatever we got to do to make people come out and enjoy the outdoors with us. So there's that. Um, so, you know, and, you know, the barrier, it's just so many, it's many barriers though. And then obviously we talked about racism earlier. We talked about that, right? Um, basic prejudice, you know, I mean, even within like black communities, we create barriers in our own minds too, right? Because for example, you know, receiving, but then again, it's a system thing that makes you think certain ways sometimes because I'm in the water kayaking and doing my thing and we have, you know, the like the they would say, "Oh, chef, you do that's a white person thing. That's this, that's that." And it's like, no, man, it's like nothing under the sun is a white person thing. Yeah. You are like, I don't know where you're getting this from, or who's teaching you this, or, or but I understand that's what the media does, right? That's what everything does. It puts white people at the top of, of being great at everything, and that's not yeah. really true. Um, you know, like you know, and they don't don't let this whole facade on the TV fool you, yeah, um, because. You know, and even like within paddle sports and within outdoors, you know, white people tell this great agenda that it's so, um, that, it, that, that paddling is so, it's so nice, it's so tranquil, it's so beautiful, right? But you don't like to see other people. Yeah, right? yeah. So you're, you're a contradiction. You're a walking, you really are out here looking to steal nature. You're not really here to enjoy her. Um, you know, so that's, that's also another thing. So you got to make sure black people know, like, no. Don't get this mindset mixed up and start thinking because you see those people walking in the woods. No, it's for you to be in the woods, you know? Yeah, and I, I think it's so cool that one way you're challenging that idea is by, like, shifting the focus to the, like, non-white indigenous peoples who were who were paddling and who were, you know, who were out in in this, like, in this place, in this sphere long before any white person ever, so, like, set foot in North America. Yeah. And going back to that, you know, kayaking is a, it's, it's a hunting sport by the Greenlanders or the Inuit people, right? And they were, it's not hunting, it was just survival. That's how they can go out and fish and get food and stuff. And 
eventually become this sort of thing that we enjoy. And that's everything in the world, right? Um, you know, somebody had to do something to live and you do it for, it's a game for you. It's fun. You know, it's privilege. Like <laughs> it's privilege, right? Yeah. Um, you know, and the times change, so we understand. But this thing is survival. And the core elements of, of paddle sports, it's still survival, believe it or not. You know, like, it's people, like, we're, I would say, I can say, like, you know, um, if I didn't find paddling and find something so new, and it's like a reset for me, learn something very different and let this guide you. You know, it's survival because who knows what would have happened if I had stayed in a hood and just keep being out there, right? So you got to show. So whenever people try to um, bar access or take access from other people, you never know what, what situation they're in and they're trying to get out of. And when you don't give them access, you're keeping them in that situation. Yeah. And and it can turn out really bad. And you know, so but and that's one of the, the big things. But with the so back to the Inuit um, and the natives, you know, it's we gotta give reference and re- respect to them um, for coming up with their idea and surviving and using it you know, as a way to feed families and build community and their friend and also help their existence, right? Um, so now we got to make sure that we give that proper um, recognition yeah. um, for that. Although a lot of white folks want to believe that they created kayaking. Um, <laughs> you know, that's not real. And also, you know, even just locally here, like, you know, sometimes you run towards, you want to explain to people, um, like the river, the Hudson, it's called, you know, they call it Mohikantuk, meaning the two-spirited river. Two-spirited right? river. It's, yeah, or the river that flows both ways. It's going up and it's going down, right? Um just that and there i and that's what the river does that's why it's ebbing and flowing so i don't understand in myself like why would you you know it's egotistical people right now you want to name it hudson river so you don't want to give a reference but hudson doesn't describe the river you know the native american describe things like literally and that's just sometimes it's good to just keep that sometimes yeah less confusions right but of course everything wants to be whitewashed the same way the the, the, the cliffs across the palisades right you know they you know it's uh, Weakin, um, you know, mm. rocks that farm like trees. That's literally what the palisade looks like, mm. <laughs> you know. So, and that's just stuff like that. You know, it's it's good to just know some of this, yeah, um, and know some of this history. You know, even like you know Manhattan, Manhattan, it's a, a island of hills. Mm. Um, Manhattan is very hilly, so it's good to know some of the native words and why we do it, right? To learn, and it can teach you about the geography. For sure. <laughs> Um, yeah. And yeah. There's it's like information. It's like those names are like rich with information that, yeah, that give you context that like having a river named after a white European trader, like fur trader. Yeah. Doesn't, doesn't do like, what does that tell me? It tells me like some, some white colonizers came in here and like took resources and sent them away. <laughs> I mean, right. But it, it, it gave nothing. It doesn't, it does not describe the river at all. In any way, shape, or form. Yeah. Right. And 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 that's how people communicate, like with clues. Right. Back in the day, it's like, I want it. This is if it's a two spirited river, or the river that flows back and forth. If that's what you're describing it as, uh, then I know if I'm a new person coming in, and I know that's the name of it. There's something why it's the name. So now I can look to see if I know, automatically I know there's tide cycles. We call it the Hudson River. Kids can go jump in there and drown. They didn't know the current was going to change. Yeah. Um, right, so there's all of these little things. We make it too complicated sometimes um, with all these European names, but it's just what it is. It's a, you know, it's the world. We got to keep living right and keep pushing on and educating as we go.
I'm curious to know like what kayaking does for you personally. Yeah, so, uh, you know, I kayaking really like it calms me down a lot. Yeah. And, you know, as you said, I have a lot of energy to put into things, right? So it, it kind of like mellow out my energy, yeah. mellows me out um, when I'm there. And it, it gives me like an opportunity to just really think deep within myself and think about my own issues that I have to deal with and my own and my self growth. Um, it gives me a time to do that um, when I'm out there alone. It gives me a time to really look at the nature and, and think about how things work and how things move and all right, so it gives me it gives me my opportunity of silence um that's what it does for me um it, it calms me down and you know it keeps me in a very uh balanced state um which i like to be in and so that's really what it does for me and it gives me a sense of purpose as well um right uh, for myself but also for for the community as well um it gives me direction and, and envision and you know so that's it humbled me as well too you know um it let, when you're a, a very energetic kid and you have a lot of built up tension and energy you go in the water and you're like oh you gotta calm yourself down a little bit so, yeah yeah so with that you know it's that's good um, so that's what it does for me and it helps me and it connects me to people it connects me to what's in the water to the you know to the life in the water to the life above the water um you know I would sit here and see a bird and I'd probably not think about it, but if I'm on the river and I see a bird fly over me, I know the bird's looking for fish. Okay, let's see if he gets them. Yeah. So it helps you to zone in on not yourself only, but what's really happening around you. Um, it takes away some of that self-centeredness, I would say. Um, so that's what it does for me. Yeah, it kind of uh, quiets the ego for a little bit. <clears throat> yeah, most definitely. Not to say that you have like, – everyone has ego, though. You know, like everyone oh, has yeah. some ego and – and it can be really, really beneficial, but sometimes it's good to just let that that mm-hmm. calm down and quiet and focus on all the things around you and and whatever. Yeah, yeah. definitely, it definitely quiets the ego. Um, you know, it just it keeps. It's like a lid; it puts a lid on things. You know, yeah. relax a little bit. You know, enjoy um, what I'm offering. This is, you know, that's so it's, it's good. Yeah, that's really what it does for me. Though. That's cool. I I get that. I get that from hiking and and stuff like that. And and so yeah. and so your discipline specifically is, or you're like you prefer sea kayaking or expedition kayaking. Um, I prefer all kayaking. All ca- okay. <laughs> so it's that's the thing. I prefer all kayaking, right? But where I am, there's no white water. There's no so I it became more sea kayaking. Okay. Because this is that's what's around me most of the time, right? But I prefer paddling in general, right? Because there's a time when um, my when I, I had some sciatic issues where I couldn't sit in the boat for more than 10 minutes at a time. And for a whole summer, I I didn't want to leave the water, so I just kept paddleboarding. I paddleboard every day. You know, so that's really what it is. So there's not one, if I'm somewhere where there's white water and that's just what's available, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to learn, I'm going to get better and do it. Yeah. Um, I don't limit myself to one thing, but when I'm here and this is a but also, I also believe sea kayaking is really cool because it's it's a mild introduction to to to, and that goes back to some of the the why I love the concept of actual outdoors that my friend John um, is coming with because it's like we always show somebody jumping off a waterfall, or <laughs> yeah, show some of the heart, right? But it's like is that what's actually happening all the time? You know what I'm saying, like. Let's show the beginner why it's okay to be a beginner and come in here. Yeah. Um, you know, it's good to show the bar. That's how far you can go, and that's where the bar can be. But 
we need to show all the steps to get there sometimes. And the steps to get there is not always pretty. Yeah. And that's what, and that, that goes back to so many things. That's what the issue is um, with, with, with a lot of uh, companies. You know, like they don't show the real steps, right? I have to show the steps of how I became chef. And it wasn't just somebody like me who gave me a kayak and took care of No, it was because I opened my mouth and I got into some ugly arguments and I did, I have to, I have to threaten people that will go public and share information. I have to do all of these things. Um, so the steps are not always, um, you know, what you're just seeing a cool photo of me. No, the steps were, I failed an exam before an ACA exam, right? I, I got banged around by waves and I swum before I fell out of my boat and I couldn't roll up. There's so many things that have happened and that's the actual stuff that's going on. So the finished product, it's pretty and it's cool, but how did you get there? You didn't just get there. And I think sometimes that's what people need. People need to see how you got there sometimes. Um, they need to know the kind of work and the dedication it took to get there. Yeah. Yeah. And that, yeah. you know, like when they come up against those struggles there, it's not, it's not as if, you know, it, it, other people don't face those struggles. It's not as if, you know, like, oh, well, I must be, I must be really bad at this if I'm struggling with this thing. And, you know, yeah. everyone else who's, who's walked this, like this path or whatever before me had it so much easier because they were better or, or whatever. Like, I think it's good to show that everyone gets, gets knocked down and humbled and, and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, you know, and it, it's good, you know, and the support system too, you know, I mean, obviously you see, you can see what I'm doing now and it's, you got to know it's like, it wasn't only the struggles that, that got me there. Yeah. Um, there was the, the good people that really supported me and encouraged me to keep going and keep trying and they were willing to offer me some good advice. And yeah. So, you know, it's a, it's, a, it's a balance, like I said. It's a lot of different elements that plays a role um, into anything to work. Yeah. Um, and sometimes, oftentimes, we don't really always tell the truth, the full story. Um, we tell them so one-sided story sometimes, you know, oh, it's either like the deck was stacked against me or I had to do, well, yeah, but still. Um, I'm pretty sure if the deck is always stacked against you, you ain't never going to get there. Right. If you got there, somebody else said, OK, um, you know, so I also always make sure we talk about that, too. Like I did get a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot of support um, throughout my paddling journey. And that's why I support people the way I do, because despite you know, and the struggles are real, the struggles are going to be there. You can't avoid them. But the support is always greater than the struggle. Always remember that the good support is always greater than the struggle. And the struggle will get you very far. Believe it or not, but just know that you're not going to go too far without the good support. Um, it only gets you certain plays. You need that balance, and you know. So I love to talk about um, the people that supported me. Um, you know, the people I meet that encourage me to keep going. Um, and that's a story that we want to tell. Um, sometimes you know, make sure what we're telling that story to to be accurate. So when a kid come in, I don't want a kid to come in and think, oh, it's going to be always racist, or it's going to be um, you're going to fail. Think, no, 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 no. All of that will happen, but greater things will happen. You will meet some of the best people you ever meet in your life. You'll, you'll, the, the doors to great conversations will open and potential for you will open and greatness for you will open. So all of that is there as well. Um, so we want to mix that and make sure you know, like, yeah, like you may fail this exam, but you're going to meet this dude over here who also failed this exam. And guess what he's doing now? And guess what she's doing now? Um, you know, and it's just going to help you to go forward. Um, you know, and so, yeah. 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 Like let, letting, letting people know what, yeah, where, where, you know, going into this, um, can take them despite the, 
the the barriers and the hurdles of 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 like gatekeeping and and racism and and stuff like that yeah. knowing that they're going to face that they might face those those barriers and those challenges and and that i guess that pain um but knowing why it's worth fighting through that yeah um it's worth it um you know uh, it's like light at the end of the tunnel right um the road always gets smooth at some point um maybe not always stay smooth but it gets smooth at some point and always remember that it did get smooth yeah um, you know because it's, it's a, for even like from what we're coming out and i feel like i'm just so unique i should I, why aren't these companies reaching out to me and sponsoring me giving me what i needed and you know, and then level six, like just reach out, you know, Hey man, like we like what you're doing and we'd like to support you and help you. So it, it happens, you know, it'll come, it'll show up at some, it comes to you at some, but you can't get discouraged during the struggle process. You got to stick it out and fight it through and the right people will show up and take you to the next place you need to get to. Um, you know, so that's very important. So I just want to always touch on that story well on, on that note like what um what are some things that you're excited about right now um i mean i know i know you've got the hudson river challenge That's, coming up um yeah what's uh yeah what are you what are you kind of stoked about for the for the year um i think this season the touch of riders is going to be great but what i'm excited about right now is i was looking back so in january january 1st we started this concept called winter is warm um, and it was just a hiking series throughout winter. And the dedication was that we will not um, cancel any hikes. Doesn't matter. Rain, snow, sleet, hail. I don't care. We're going out there. Winds below zero. We're going out there. Wow. Um, That's we're cool. going to do it one way or another. And that was the tone, you know. And it, uh, remember, like on the, the, the second week of the third, the third hike, it was a frigid day out there. And, you know, nobody, you know, um, a lot of everybody, almost everyone canceled. And I, it was myself and I think, you know, Alex and Alex, um, my buddy Alex. And we, you know, it's like, we don't, we don't cancel. I, you got to show up and we showed up. Um, and from there, you know, I think the people took notice. Like if these guys really are out there, then we got to support and be there too. And they started doing that. And so, you know, it just adds up into a consistency, right? Coming right into the Hudson Valley Challenge. So I'm excited that this Winter's Warm series has been, great and gotten a lot of new people hiking a lot of the people come um our numbers are not crazy big but when people come and they're like you know this is my first time ever going on a hike it's like wow like this is awesome i'm glad you're here we're glad you're here um let's do it so i'm excited about the, the hiking series that we've been having we have about two left because spring is on the 21st so we have about two weeks left to hike and enjoy that winter as we want yeah um, you know do before that. it actually we'll, is warm <laughs> yeah right and then Spring, summer, you know, continue the same thing. Um, but yeah, you know, it's just been good. I'm, I'm excited to just be training and working um, towards my project, the Hudson Valley Challenge. And then from there, um, the summer, I'm looking forward to it. I'm looking forward to working with the youth. I'm looking forward to building, um, to just doing good things and taking River Rider to a, another level again. Um, keep leveling up and I'm excited for that. I'm excited to make my plans for the next couple of years. Some of the things that I want to do, we will see. You know, yeah. say when you're planning, the universe is liking. <laughs> <laughs> so I don't want to get too carried away and start planning too many things, but um, kind of letting it flow, but also set intentions on, on on what I want to do. I feel that. So that's that's really what's going on right now, and it's I, I feel a lot of like a personal growth happening in my life. So I'm just I'm excited. It's an exciting time, just for myself as well, because. 
I feel like um, my passion is always to explore and, and to just to live a life can, with full connection to the earth. And I feel like I'm just doing that. And now I'm taking it to another level. I'm connecting with my own self, my body, um, you know, my mind, my spirit. Everything is getting starting to come in alignment. Yeah. So I'm excited for that kind of growth that I'm feeling and experiencing as well. It's contagious hearing you talk about it and, and how excited you are. Like it's just – it's hard not to to share that excitement and and uh yeah yeah it's really yeah, awesome yeah <laughs> yeah and um you know it's good it's 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 just it's how it's supposed to be and then you know i learn i get it from other people too that are doing great things you know um that i see them when they do stuff and i get excited for them um you know that they're doing that so now i get to get excited for myself yay um and and, and yeah maintain you know and when you're excited you maintain motivation that's one of the best things so even when things are hard and which I know it will be, but I'm still excited, right? And when you're excited um, for anything that you're doing, it's it will be great. You're going to be fine. Um, don't ever lose your excitement for your own personal stuff, yeah. and your own personal growth. Um, and that's self love right there. Um, you know, I have my flaws and I have my struggles and my issues, but the reality is, um, most days I'm pretty happy. Yeah. Um, with what I'm doing and where I am in my life. Yeah. Well, I mean, I think you know you're on to something good when you know, as soon as you finish one, you know, um, project or you meet one goal, you're, you're instantly thinking about, you know, how to, where to go from there and, and how to keep doing what you're doing and how to level up again. Or, I mean, not, not that it's always about reaching and reaching and reaching, but yeah, I don't know. You're just always thinking about how to keep doing it and how to do it differently and, and whatever. Yeah. Um, you, it's everything, you know, in life, it's a learning experience. Yeah. Um, right. So I'm even, you know, the good and the bad, you're going to learn from both and I got to take both of them. Right. Yeah. So I know everything will not be perfect on this challenge. Things will go wrong and stuff. But at the end of the day, the most important thing is to complete it. Um, and when you complete something, you have a, ch- you have a chance now to go back and assess that. Um, you know, and I'm doing assessment as I go, but the real assessment will come after it's settled in that I'm, I start to finish this. Um, and then I can really go back and look and see where areas I need to grow. It could be area just more training, yeah. uh, train better next time. It could be maybe if you, you know, time in um, next time and all interacting with people during the whole thing. Yeah. Um, maybe it's, you know, so did I take enough time to really hear somebody out and not just go, you know, so there's a lot of little lessons that will come up. Um, lessons that I can't even think of right now, which I don't want to think of because that's why they're lessons anyways. Um, that will be blessings for the next um, thing that comes, right? So, you know, it's just taking my time and forging forward. For sure, yeah. And and if people are um, curious about about what you're up to or if they want to see, you know, how you how you do on the challenge, is there somewhere where you share your updates about, about these things, like what you're up to that people can kind of follow along? I newsflash, I haven't shared anything about the challenge Oh, yet. okay. Um, not publicly. I've... I've I've been I've teased a little bit about it, but we're taking the time. Okay. But yes, eventually, um, the, the, my website will be up and running. Okay. Um, uh, once I get this work done on it, and we will announce the challenge, it will be on there. But we'll announce it social media, and I will be sending emails out to different people. Okay. Um, but people can people can follow you now on on like yeah, Instagram. Yeah, people right? follow me now on Instagram. Um, Instagram is very easy to manage. Yeah. And, yeah, you see everything's going. And your handle yeah. on Instagram for for anyone who wants to to follow, do you mind sharing it on here? Is that okay? Yeah, you don't have to. Yeah. No pressure. No, the handle on Instagram is at uh, negushev, n e g u s underscore c h e v. Okay, that's mine. And for Hudson River Riders, that's Hudson River Riders. 
Um, and if you check out Hudson River Riders online, it's HudsonRiverRiders.org. Okay. Um, so yeah, different places and find us. Can people can people donate or 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 support Hudson River Riders like through the website? Yeah, people. Yeah, through the website. There's a donation button, and we always welcome every donation. And thank you. And yeah, so you can donate to the Hudson River Riders. Um, hit the donate button. Okay. Donate to us. All the kids will get access with that. Yeah. Um, that's what it's about. And you can also donate to my challenge as well. Yeah, yeah. But I will send, you can just reach me at email at Dixon, D-I-X-O-N dot Siobhan, C-H-E-V-A-U-G-H-N at gmail.com if you want to donate. And is there anything um, that we haven't really, you know, talked about or, or given enough time to in this conversation that you'd like to, hmm. to, uh, what might that, what might that be? I think we I think we touched on a lot of things, yeah. a lot of good things, and uh, um, eventually though I would I'm gonna pull up to Canada and and do some work up there. Yeah, yeah, that's exciting. Maybe I'll find one of the biggest island I can circumnavigate there. Mm, I wonder see. what that would be. <laughs> I'm not sure. I got, I got to look. There's a bunch of islands off and around the, on the west coast and on the east coast too. The Gulf so, Islands are really yeah. cool in the west coast. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's such a cool area. One day, one day. We'll make it yeah. happen. Okay. And right. then final bonus question. I'm making this a thing. Uh, would you rather have to paddle in a swimming pool <clears throat> only for the rest of your life or not be able to go on dry land again? <laughs> That's an interesting question. So paddle in a swimming pool for the rest of my life or not go on dry land again? <sighs> Hmm. So, if I stay in a swimming pool, then I can still go hiking and run in yeah. and do other things. Yeah. Driving and road tripping. Yeah. I just. You can veto the question too if if you think it's <laughs> if if you think it's too. too no, I'm just thinking it through. <laughs> I want to make sure I know exactly what I'm. Yeah. I guess I I guess I could accept the pool. Yeah. Maybe if it's like an Olympic yeah. sized pool. Yeah, yeah, big pool. I will accept the pool. Yeah, you can still and go. Then out I in can nature. go everywhere else. Yeah, I still go out in nature. All right, I still go bird watching. I still go. Yeah. Uh, uh, running. I still go hiking. Yeah. Camping. No, no, I'm not just limited to kayaking anymore. Yeah. So we're good. Yeah. Okay. That. Okay, that's cool. I mean, not, that's never gonna happen. But um, yeah. I've decided I'm asking a, a weird question at the end of every interview now. So. <laughs> no, it's that, listen. That's a good thing, right? It gets people thinking a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. Um, All right. Well, it's been so, so great having you on the show and talking to you and like uh, getting to, you know, experience your, your enthusiasm and, and learn about everything you're doing. So thank you so much for coming on. Thank you. Appreciate it. I'm, I'm praying for it to all work out. Wish it will. Um, it will work out. So I believe it. Everything is good. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. When we come back and talk on here again, like, hey, told you. Yes. Yeah. So thank you. Thank you too. It. Have a great day. Thank you. I will. And you too. Stay blessed.